We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. First, uh, thank you for continuing to listen to the show through the losing. The Wolves' 13-point loss tonight against the Golden State Warriors was their sixth straight. That's the longest losing streak since Chris Finch took over as head coach. Technically, the Wolves lost four games before Finch took over. And then you remember once Finch took over, like leading up into the All-Star break last year, they lost five more. So that was a nine-game losing streak. But that was the last time they lost six straight. But before that, under one head coach, the last time they lost six straight was, I looked it up, it was it was like early January last season. And clicking on the box score from that sixth straight loss, it was a loss in Portland. The, the team that the Timberwolves put out that night in Portland couldn't be any different, really, than, than the team... Uh, they put out tonight in Golden State. In in that loss in Portland, the Wolves started Ed Davis, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jarrett Culver, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell. Obviously, the only one of those players who started tonight against Golden State was D'Lo. And I think that's a pretty good encapsulation of how this Wolves team kind of feels right now. Like, both teams were on six-game losing streaks. They were obviously playing very poorly. Don't get that wrong. But that team last year who made six-game losing streaks feel kind of normal, that team felt hopeless, right? This team, this Wolves team does have hope, but it's kind of becoming a scary hope. Like, there's undeniably, there's hope because there's undeniably far more talent on this Wolves roster. Like, Anthony Edwards showed that off tonight with, I, I think, the best game of his career, probably this 48-point performance. But that's what's kind of scary, right, is that Ant has the best game of his career, and you do have more talent in Carl Anthony Towns. You do have D'Angelo Russell. And every other player that played for the Wolves tonight is better than Ed Davis, Montreal Hernan Gomez, and Jared Culver. But but the scary part is the results are the same. The Those Wolves teams were losing because they ran out of talent. This Wolves team is losing through its talent. That's the scary part. It's, cons- it's concerning because we're now 10 games into this season. And according to NBA.com, it's the 34th game that Cat, D'Lo, and Ant have all played together. Now, 34 isn't a, a big number. Really, it's, that's kind of crazy how low it is. 
but it but it's bigger than the 24 number it was coming into the season and these extra 10 games haven't done much to provide hope for that trio right that it can be more it's not like they're bad there's just nothing that suggests that those three are greater than the sum of their parts right and I mean, let's be real like they have to be with this roster i mean just to be 500 this season given the holes that surround the big three i mean those those three need to be greater than the sum of their parts and then i think more importantly big picture to believe in a cat and ant pairing with delo as the third wheel there needs to be signs that those three play off of each other in a way that props each other up and i don't think we saw that tonight tonight specifically there's I mean, there's just no reason to lose a game where you get an efficient 48 from Ant. The only way you lose that game is if both Cat and Delo do not provide anything extra. I mean, as Chris Finch put it after the game, Ant's game was absolutely perfect. So how do they lose? Well, they, they lost because Cat only had two defensive rebounds in a game where the offense, where the Warriors had 19 offensive rebounds. They lost because Cat shot one of nine from two-point range. And D'Lo had a really good third quarter that helped pull the Wolves back into the game. But he was ultimately inconsistent over the course of the night. And he again had a bunch of turnovers. And the roadmap to Wolves wins today is that at least two of the four parts of this roster have to play really well. Those four parts are Cat, Ant, D'Lo, and the others. The others, you know, there's something between inconsistent and unreliable. So most nights... You're going to need two of the big three. And that just isn't happening with any consistency. Tonight it was just Ant. It was 48. But it wasn't enough. And I don't know how much we should be lingering on that that first part, that it wasn't enough, or isolating for the fact that, you know, it was extremely impressive what we saw from a 20-year-old Anthony Edwards tonight. I mean, it's worth... It's worth acknowledging because I do think that's where the real hope lies. Here's Chris Finch with as encouraging of an answer on Anthony Edwards as we've seen. I mean, it was a 48-point performance that included 13 three-point attempts, but also 14 two-point attempts and 12 free throws. Here's Finch on Ant's game. Anthony Edwards had a phenomenal night Mm -hmm. offensively, and he was doing it fast break. He was seeing threes. He was driving to the hole. How good was his overall offensive game tonight? I mean, it was, it was absolutely perfect. You know, um, he, uh, everything starts with his aggressiveness getting to the basket and he did that early and often. Um, and then he found a rhythm from outside and that's how it's going to be. And that's, that's the change he's made and all credit to him. Um, in the last few games, like he knows now, instead of looking from the outside in, he wants to start his game from the inside out. Um, and he, you know, he's, uh, incredibly explosive downhill player and when he's playing like that there's no one that can stand in his way on some nights you might get lucky and that that's enough but tonight against Golden State it it might have been enough if you could force both Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins to have quiet nights and Steph was human tonight he only made three threes on nine attempts he only finished with 25 points much different than the 50 he had in the Warriors game on Monday But Andrew Wiggins did not have a human game. I mean, Wiggins came out, made four buckets on four shot attempts in the first four minutes of the game, and you knew it was coming. By halftime, I mean, Wiggins had 22 points. He hadn't missed a shot in the whole first half. 
mean, for those of us who have followed the Andrew Wiggins experience, this isn't really a shock, right? Like just, just as when we knew Wiggins would have a quiet night on a random Tuesday in Charlotte when he was on the Wolves, we knew back then that he was a lock to go off against the team if he felt slighted by them, if he was motivated to show up, like Wiggins would always go off. And I mean, no one has followed Andrew Wiggins' experience closer than Carl Anthony Towns over the years. Cat said post game that he knew this was coming from Wiggins. Carl, did you sense any extra maybe motivation from from Wiggins tonight? He always does that. Any team, Cavaliers traded him. Wolves, you expect him to come out and play well. He was nine for nine at first. Uh, kept them in the game. Uh, he won them the game. So I don't think that Wiggins' performance exactly has Wolves fans like yearning for Wiggins back in Minnesota. But when Wiggins goes off for a perfect twenty-two in the first half, while D'Lo only had four points, and at the time was the team worst minus nineteen after those two quarters, you know, it brings up the burning sort of aftertaste that it might. It might be great right now to not have Wiggins in Minnesota, but it also brings up the idea that who replaced him hasn't really worked out yet either. I mean, Wiggins is going to do his same old up and down thing, and so that's good to not have him in Minnesota anymore, but the only real traction the Wolves have found in Wiggins' absence is the luck they found in the 2020 lottery that landed them Anthony Edwards. And really, that was just a product of losing. Well, that 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 traction is really attractive on nights like this where Ant goes off. You know, it's hard to not sit here and wonder where on this roster is that traction really taking them. I don't know the answer to that right now. Ten games into this season, and they're three and seven. We're gonna take a quick break here, and then come back and talk about some more specifics from tonight's game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're talking about the Timberwolves' 123-110 loss to the Golden State Warriors Wednesday evening. 
outside of the Wolves' big three, who we've already kind of focused on a lot here tonight, uh, we saw a couple other tweaks around them as Chris Finch keeps searching for the closest thing he can find to some sort of spark, I guess, that balances off the sort of one-way nature of this team, something that balances the offense and the defense. Uh, we saw that for the second straight game by both by Finch having both D'Angelo Russell and Patrick Beverly start next to Edwards, McDaniels, and Towns. I mean, that move is obviously a move to sacrifice size, a move that sacrifices size so as to be able to provide spacing on the floor while also inserting a defensive boost from Patrick Beverly. But that lack of size really, I mean, it really did them in tonight. At halftime, the Wolves only had six defensive rebounds. The Warriors had eight offensive rebounds in that half. I mean, that's absolutely killer. I mean, when you, when you look at it, the, the Warriors shot 76% from two in the first half and 46% from three. So they didn't even miss many shots. They only missed 14 of them. But when you consider that they got the ball back on those 14 misses eight times through offensive rebounds, that's just, I mean, that's just so far away from working. I mean, six, six defensive rebounds and a half just isn't healthy. So then, you know, to try and get healthy in the second half, you see Finch lean further into Jared Vanderbilt and Nas Reed kind of at power forward next to Cat. They're just, just trying to add size. I mean, Vanderbilt's effort and rebounding, it was it was like the Milwaukee game. It was in that third quarter it was like borderline heroic. But he doesn't really add anything to the offense outside of that rebounding, being as he isn't a floor spacer. And really, he he only he only took one shot all game. And then with Nas Reed, it, it, it's the inverse, right? The Wolves' offensive spacing and structure and flow looked as inspiring as pretty much any part of the season all year, I thought. But the Warriors, and specifically Steph Curry, just hunted Nas on defense. They just had whoever Nas was guarding come and set a screen for Curry. And then when that happens, your only option, if you're the Wolves, if you're Nas, is to either try and trap that screen with Curry. And we know Steph is obviously terrific at, at splitting those or passing out of those. He almost, he welcomes the trap in those situations because he knows you know, he's going to be able to get to the bucket through it or it's going to be a pass-pass open shot for a teammate. Or what else you can do is just switch it, which is what the Wolves did for most for the most part tonight. And then it's just Nas on Steph. And that's not going to work either. I mean, th- these shifts that Finch can go to playing Vanderbilt or playing Nas, they aren't really solutions. They're just pivots away from other problems into different problems. And, and the bummer is that's true. Even in a game where I would say that both Vando and Nas played their games well. The games just aren't well-rounded. It sucks that there isn't an answer here. Starting this guy or staggering that guy won't solve the problems. That's why Finch just has to kind of, he just has to do what he's been doing, which is keep trying to go matchup by matchup, feel it out, and hope to catch some lightning in a bottle. Personally, for me, the lightning I'm trying to catch has you know, I'm I'm gonna try and catch offensive lightning in a bottle. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into the options that allow for more offense. I think I would do that because I think this roster has more offensive upside than it does defensive downside. That that's why I've been saying for a while that I'd be starting Beasley, which to be fair, that doesn't 
look that smart either. Beasley has not been catching offensive lightning in a bottle hardly ever himself. But still, to to a similar end, like if it has to be a big we're choosing from, I, I'm choosing more Nas because that at least provides more offensive upside, even if it does provide the defensive downside too that we saw tonight. Just think it's the you know the, the best of a couple different bad options. I mean, if it's me, particularly against Anthony Davis and DeAndre Jordan on Friday, and then the Clippers on Saturday, if it's me, I'm, I'm leaning into more Cat and Nas together. You know, hope that offensive structure and spacing pays off. I'm going to make Nas Reed the forgotten star of the game. I, maybe I had him be it last game, too. Wasn't a ton of options tonight. So he's the forgotten star of the game tonight, presented by Forgotten Star Brewery. Uh, I, I just liked how the Wolves' offense felt tonight when Nas was out there. Nas had 16 points, 7 rebounds, and a season high of, I think it was a season high of 25 minutes played. Uh, being as Cat played 38 minutes, if we do the math there, 15 of his minutes were next to Cat. I have to imagine that's the most minutes Nas has ever shared the floor with Cat in a single game. I mean, in, in what is semi-desperation mode, I, I think I'd like to see more of that going forward. You can check out Forgotten Star Brewery in uh, Fidley this weekend if you're looking for a new brewery to check out. Personally, I think, like, for me, if I'm looking for a brewery, like, Forgotten Star is kind of like, it has the three things I'm looking for. One, they got a ton of space, both indoors and outdoors. They're not far from the city. For me, I live downtown. It's like a 12-minute drive. And I actually really like their beer. A lot of places with good beer don't check those other boxes. So if you're looking for a brewery, check out Forgotten Star. Mention the podcast when you go up to buy a beer, and they will give you a dollar off your pints. Uh, Let's wrap up. The show hitting a couple bullet points like we do with these prize picks over unders that I've been doing. If you're playing tonight, like I know many of many of you are, which is cool. Uh, if you're playing tonight and didn't take the over on 16 and a half points from Wiggins, you're crazy. Uh, I got that one right on Wiggins. Of course, he went off. His other prop was four and a half rebounds. I took that one too because I'm dumb and I forgot that going off for Wiggins usually doesn't include other stats. I felt like Wiggins would have a big game, but Wiggins can have big games with, without doing much else. He somehow only finished the night with four rebounds, so I missed that one. Uh, another one I felt really confident about was was Patrick Beverly's over-under of 7.5. I thought the uh, over of 7.5 was a strong bet. If you just kind of like look at these numbers, a lot of these props are just these dudes' points per game this season, and Beverly came into tonight averaging eight points per game and in a lot of those games, he'd been coming off the bench only playing 20 minutes. Like, we got the hint this morning at shoot-around that Beverly was going to probably start again. So I figured that meant way more than 20 minutes, which, you know, you kind of do the math there. He's going to be more likely to you know, to hit over his points per game on the year. And it did. Beverly played 35 minutes, but he finished with only five points. So got that one wrong. Still think my process was good there. Uh, my fourth pick, which got me to even on the day, 2-2. Two, two, uh, my fourth pick was over four and a half made free throws from Steph Curry. And that one's pretty easy. Steph's really good, and the Wolves foul a ton, uh, particularly Jaden McDaniels, who I figured would get a good t- you know, a good chunk of time checking Curry on the perimeter. And, it, you know, he wasn't on Curry a ton, but, man, Jaden is just really struggling uh, to defend without fouling these days. He was in major foul trouble again tonight. It was I, I remember looking it up. He picked up his fifth foul with 
like in sometime in the third quarter and he'd only played 10 minutes and 44 seconds at that time. Uh, you know, it's just it his foul trouble limited limited him to playing only 15 minutes again tonight. It's just stuff isn't balancing out. After tonight, McDaniels has 42 fouls this season and only 44 points total points scored. But it did lead me to hitting the over on Curry's four and a half made free throws. So again, I was two for two tonight. That brings me to 2018 and one on the season through 10 games. That's over 500. I don't know if I'm beating the juice for you yet on that, but I'm having fun with it. Uh, please keep signing up to play prize picks, bug your buddies to create an account that helps the show. It's like, you know, fantasy basketball sucks, but this is like fantasy basketball that doesn't suck. It's, it's straight up and easy. No fantasy points, just how much they're going to score, how many rebounds, how many assists, whatever you pick and choose. When you or a friend download the app, just uh, make sure you use the promo code Dane, my name, when you do, and you'll get a $100 sign-up bonus from Prize Picks if you do that. All right, that's about all I've got for you tonight. Uh, a shorter show here. It's it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> after, uh, after this Wolves game. These West Coast trips are brutal. Um, but it's uh, it's two more games this weekend. Lakers on Friday, Clippers uh, on Saturday, both in LA. A little programming note because it is a back-to-back. Not a lot of time between those games. I will not be doing a post-game pod after the Friday game and instead doing sort of a double recap after the Saturday game. So that'll be in your feeds on Sunday morning talking about the, uh, the whatever happens in the Lakers game and the Clippers game on Saturday. We'll see what these Wolves have for the LeBronless Lakers on Friday and then the Clippers, who have already beaten the Wolves twice this year. Are they going to come back to Minnesota on an eight-game losing streak? Are they going to get one of these? Maybe two? I don't know. That would be that'd be something. That'd be a big, a big turn of events if they're able to, to win these next two in L.A. on a back-to-back. Either way, I'll be back to talk to you after the Clippers game on Saturday night. Until then, enjoy your weekend. I'm Dane. Peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.